Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Does anybody have the testimony that God has been good to you, that you have the personal testimony? I'm not talking about your mama. I'm not talking about your grandmother, but that God has been just that good to you. I have that testimony this morning and I'm happy to join each of you in virtual worship. We know that energy transcends dimensions. And so wherever you are right now, I am just so elated and glad to join all of you in worship. We see you coming into the live stream on YouTube and on Facebook. But tell somebody good morning in the chat that you may not have greeted this morning, but greet them by name. We're excited to worship with you this morning. We're excited to worship with you this morning. And take a moment to share this stream with a friend, but please Go ahead and join me in prayer. God, we come this morning thanking you for this moment, thanking you for the ability to even worship. Some people, some places, some countries, they don't even have the opportunity to virtually worship. So God, we thank you that we even have the infrastructure in place and the access to technology, God, to even meet each other in this moment to worship and to join together and allow your Holy Spirit to fall fresh upon us. God, we know that even in this moment, you know what we need. And so God, I pray that every word that comes forth this morning, um, that it touches everybody individually, some portion of what comes forth in this worship service. It may have already happened, maybe in the sermon or maybe in the benediction, God, but that everyone finds what they need this morning from you. And that we as a spiritual community, can continue to support each other um, in the ways that we need it the most. In your son, Jesus' name, amen, 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 amen. Somebody say good morning back to me in the chat. Just want to make sure that you can hear me okay. Acknowledge that for me um, in the chat, that the volume is good and that you hear me okay before we get going. Um, we're going to be in the book of Luke chapter five again on this morning, the book of Luke chapter five, chapter five, the book of Luke, chapter five, verse 17. Give you a moment to find that. Give you a moment to find that. I'm going to be reading from the New Revised Standard Version. Hey, okay. Danny and Tara says that everything is fine. So Luke chapter five, I'm going to go ahead and read. We've been in this text already the last time that I, I preached We've already been in this text, but I want to want to just focus on the second part of the text. Luke chapter five reads in verse 17 reads one day while he was teaching Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting nearby. They had come from every village of Galilee and Judea and from Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was with him to heal. Just then some men carrying a paralyzed man on a bed. They were trying to bring him in and lay him before Jesus, but finding no way to bring him in because of the crowd. They went up to the roof and let him down with his bed through the tiles into the middle of the crowd in front of Jesus. And when he saw their faith, he said, friend, your sins are forgiven. And the scribes and the Pharisees began to question, who is this who is speaking blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? And when Jesus perceived their questionings, he answered them, why do you raise such questions in your heart? Which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven, or to say, stand up and walk. 
but so that you may know that the son of man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He said to the one who was paralyzed, I say to you, stand up, take your bed and go to your home. Immediately, he stood up before them, took what he had been lying on and went to his own home, glorifying God. This ends the reading. Again, we focus on this passage on the front side of this message when we preached about setting an intention to worship. And you can find that message out on, on YouTube. But this morning, I want to give attention to the second part of this scene. Remember, we talked about how Luke gave us a good description of this setting. And he tells us that the power of God was with Jesus to heal on this particular occasion. And we find there existed someone who intended to be healed. But the crowd that pressed in on Jesus created barriers for him. Now think about this man's situation. I want you to think about this. You've gotten the word that there is someone who carries the power to change your condition. He is speaking in your village and all you need to do is to get in front of him. But on your way, you realize there's a crowd so large blocking your access to him that you don't have a clear route in to Jesus. But just beyond that barrier, just beyond that crowd stands Jesus, stands the one who holds your healing in their hands. What's different about this text is that we know that there were times when Jesus was just passing by. And the person that was in need was able to get the attention of Jesus to get just what they needed. Think about the time when Jesus was passing through and Zacchaeus went up to the sycamore tree to just get a glimpse of Jesus. And as Jesus passed by, he called Zacchaeus down from the tree. And that day, Zacchaeus got what he needed. You think again about the blind man that was on the side of the road begging to make a living and he got wind that Jesus was passing by and he heard Jesus passing by and he was able to call out to Jesus to get what he needed. But in today's story, this man's situation is different. Jesus is in town, but not passing by. The issue here is not that we talked about last week uh, of the woman with the issue of blood. Uh, this man could not press his way through the crowd and touch the outer garment of Jesus. Why? Because he was paralyzed. And his mobility was dependent upon the cooperation of others. Now stop right here. Jesus was not passing down this man's street. So this man had no other choice but to create and pave a new avenue to get to Jesus, which required him to depend on other people. And so today's message is for the person right now that has a condition in your life that is requiring you to depend on others to get what you need. And while there are a lot of things that you can think about internally and decisions that you can make for your own advancement, sometimes we are required to depend on others to reach our goal. 
And that can be hard for some of us. That can be difficult because dependency on others, even when it's for our own good, places us in a vulnerable position. Catch me, we're going back to vulnerability. May I submit to you that is where Jesus needs you to be. That's just where God needs you to be in a vulnerable position. Sometimes God needs you in a vulnerable position. Many times when we learn how to be vulnerable with other human beings, we can go into deeper depths of vulnerability with God. Mm. Sit with that. Sometimes that that when we're able to be vulnerable with other hum human beings, fragile, imperfect human beings, it positions us to go into deeper depths of vulnerability with God. Sometimes vulnerability with others is a prerequisite to you being vulnerable with God. And I can see you this morning. I can sense you uh, having struggling with receiving, struggling with having dependency on someone else or another institution or another organization. But God really needs you in that place right now, because if you're going to understand the power of community, true community, you're going to have to learn how and when to be vulnerable and when to allow the, the larger community to help you reach your goal and to help you get your needs met and many times find your healing. I know I'm preaching this morning. I know that I'm preaching this morning, but can you see how the collective in this text, how the collective energy was necessary for this paralytic to be healed? Collective energy was needed in order to get him in front of Jesus. Sometimes our pride has to de decrease. Sometimes we say, including myself, or oh, I can figure this out on my own. But every now and again, God will let you know that there is somebody else in your corner that is not a uh, divine, but a person that has your back and they may hold a key component to your healing. They have a key that you need. Now, they may not have the responsibility for putting the key in the door and unlocking the door and making you walk through the door, but they have a key component to what you need and to what you're asking God for in this season of your life. And they may hold the wisdom, but even if you got the wisdom, you have to have the unction to tack on that wisdom. The point is, we know that Jesus has the power to heal, to deliver, to set free, to, to unbound, to loose. But there are times when others hold responsibility to help us get to Jesus, to help us get to our healing and our wholeness. If that were not so, if that was not so, why do we go to therapy? Why do we seek spiritual counsel and spiritual healers? Why do we hire life coaches? All of these actions carry an underlying faith that God could have deposited something in somebody else that we need to another inside of another imperfect human being that we need so that we can get to the next leg of our race so that we can fulfill our purpose in this season, on season, on target in life. Who is trying to go around the person that God has sent, that has the wisdom and has the key 
and that is willing to give it to you. Trying to circumvent the people that God placed in your life when it's about being prideful and not being dependent and not being vulnerable will keep you on your mat. Now back to the text. This man needed a path into Jesus and he could not blaze his own trail because he did not have the ability to walk. So here two or three or more men were willing to pull their energy together and get him to Jesus. And they had one goal in mind to get him to whatever Jesus was. And I love it how they acted on one accord. And, and we have to know that they acted on one accord because they moved in the direction of Jesus. But when they get there, they find that the crowd is so big that they cannot get this man through. And, you know, many times when 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 things are going well, we have no problem with staying on the same page and operating fine with people. But as soon as we hit a roadblock. Some folks will sit down on you as soon as there's sign of trouble, sign toward uh, issues towards moving towards your goal. They will sit down on you. They give up, but ah, uh, not these two or three. They didn't let the crowd stop them. And I can hear their conversations right now. One pointing out that Jesus is way over there. How can we possibly get through this crowd carrying this mat? And I can hear one saying, well, there's another option. Hm. We can't get through. But maybe we can go the path of least resistance and go up the side of this house and pull back the towels and let him through. The path of least resistance may have barriers. They had work to do, right? The path of least resistance does not mean that we don't have barriers, that we don't have resistance, that we don't have things that come in the way that we have to work around and be strategic about. But the path of least resistance is the better path to take in our life. And so these men were full of faith. Think about it. There were some potential side effects to their plan. Um, going up the side of a building. What could go wrong? Yeah, a lot could go wrong. They could have dropped the man out of the mat. And even if they got up the side of the building on top of the roof, they could have dropped the man trying to get him down in front of Jesus. But their faith allowed them to move towards the path of least resistance, even when there was some potential for failure. But I believe when they got there, because they were operating in faith and people began to see them coming, that those three or four men that were carrying him now turned into five or six, right? Because many times when you move in faith, not just say what you're going to do, not just post on social media what you're going to do and make a big party about this or that. But when you really begin to operate in faith and move towards what God told you to do, two or three will turn into six or seven and eight will turn into 16 and God will double and multiply those that show up to help you get to where you need to go. So it was not just the faith of the paralytic, but it was the faith of the whole crowd that was helping him get into the roof that Jesus saw. Because the text says, Jesus said, when he saw them, he said, their faith, he talked about when he saw their faith, that is when the paralytic was healed. When he saw their faith, not just the one that was in need, not just the man on the mat, but the faith of the collective is what got this man healed. Faith is kind of, we, we say abstract. How do we see faith? 
because it says that Jesus saw their faith. How do we see faith? Faith is not just revealed in our words, but it's revealed in our action. Jesus saw their faith in their ability to move through the crowd, to come up and over and down to him. Their faith was expressed through their actions. Are y'all with me this morning? Are y'all with me this morning? I hope you're picking up what I'm putting down this morning because God has tailor-made this message just for the firm foundation. Mm, so I have questions all the time. And my question of the morning for the Firm Foundation Church and all who have joined us on Facebook and YouTube this morning. Have you found two or three people in your life that can carry you when you cannot get to Jesus? Have you found, sit with it, have you found two or three people in your life that can carry you when you can't get to Jesus on your own. Now, I'm not talking about some unhealthy codependence. You know, people are like, I can't breathe unless I have you. I'm not talking about that type of foolishness. I'm not just talking about people that make you laugh, um, that are able to go on the girls trip with you. Sometimes they can be those people. But I'm talking about folks who will stand in the gap for you, who will walk with you towards your healing, that when your life is on the line, when your purpose is on the line, when all that you thought should be is no longer there, who will fast and pray with you. Have you found two or three people like that in your life? Because if you're missing them in your circle, your circle is not well rounded. There will come a point in your life. If you have not encountered it, there will come a point in your life where you consciously feel like you've tapped out. Like you can't see any further. The, the fog is so thick that you don't even see how to get around it. Like you can't make headway. But you need those that will take you up and over. <laughs> that will take you higher to get to Jesus. And I'm not just talking about physically scaling the side of a house to go through the roof. But if we apply a metaphysical lens, they went higher. They were willing to take this man higher, to ascend over barriers, to lift up over any hindrance, to ascend consciously so that they could get a renewed perspective so that this man could get his healing. When those type of people are in your life, you need to honor their place. It would not have done this man any good um, if his friends took on his condition. You know, sometimes when you're trying to help somebody and instead, instead of helping them, you take on their condition. He needed friends who could walk and who could carry him, not friends who would just lay down on the mat with him. You need friends in your life who will match or exceed your condition match or exceed your vibration, not just those friends who mirror back your pain and your emotion back to you because they don't have the wherewithal to understand a sense of individuality and how to be there for you without taking on your condition. Healers don't jump in the mud with you. That may not be their role in your life. Their role 
to call you higher, to call you higher. Their role to cover you in prayer. Their role to allow their vibrational frequency to envelop you and your space. I need you to round out your circle with folks who meet you on your vibrational level and have those who exceed it. Those whose mindset and drive make you think about what you're doing with your own life. Whose conversations expand your consciousness. Expand your consciousness about God. Expand your consciousness about your life. Expand your consciousness about your life's purpose. Expand your consciousness about how beautiful relationships can be. Expand your consciousness about what is available to you and expand your consciousness about your own healing and wholeness and restoration. And while you're trying to do it alone, while you're trying to go at it alone, maybe, just maybe, there's someone who carries the wisdom and who is willing to shift their energy in your direction just to help you get to Jesus just to help you get to Jesus. Amen. That is the message for today. I pray that if you missed anything, that you'll take time this week to go back out to YouTube and to share this message, but also let the Holy Spirit minister to you this week about this message. Maybe you were listening this morning and said, I don't know how this applies to me. If you're a member of the Firm Foundation Church, uh, it applies to you. If you're on this live stream this morning, it applies to you. And so allow God to minister to you. Take the points from today and really think about your life and think about your circle and who's there and who potentially is God trying to slide into your circle, but you don't have room for it because you're holding on to folks who don't know how to match you or exceed you in this current season of your life. You need those that match and or exceed to stay on purpose, to stay on target, because if they don't, they're bringing stagnant energy to you. <laughs> be clear about your circles. Be clear about your inner circle and those that are closest to you. And Understand that your true inner circle leaves room for your vulnerability. And they're willing to shift their energy to get you what you need. Amen. 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 Want to remind you, uh, those that are listening, our members know that their financial commitment to this space when they are um, able to support this vibrant and growing ministry that is tailor-made for 2021, tailor-made for this pandemic, really, we are. And those that are listening every week, I ask you to consider giving to this ministry to allow us to continue to impact the globe, to send out good messages and a good vibration to help lift the vibration of the overall globe and planet. We are global and will continue to grow um, with your assistance and with your help. Shift your energy in our direction. Now, our greatest need right now 
as we know that the COVID variants are not going away, but we can have to be able to worship safely. And so while we'll have two Sundays a month where we'll be fully virtual, um, not in the sanctuary, we do still have the need for those that are gifted, catch the word, gifted and passionate about technology. That is my biggest need right now, our biggest need, the leadership's biggest need, those that are, those that are gifted and passionate about technology. Um, this needs to be something that you're comfortable with doing. So we don't want to make you do something that you don't want to do. But that's our biggest need right now. And so when you raise your hand and say, I want to help, be sure that when the ball hits your court, that you're open and available to catch it, to make the play. And so join me for the benediction. Also, Kids Zone is at 12 noon. I'm leading Kids Zone today with the help of Latrina. Um, so we're looking forward to seeing our kids today for 45 minutes over Zoom. But join me for the benediction. I just pray that this message catches you where it caught me, that it lifts you the way that it lifts me to prepare and to listen to God and to deliver it to you. Now, may the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit, rest, be with you, comfort you, give you peace, protect you now and forevermore. Until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of God's own hand. Now go in peace and walk in power. We'll see you next week on the live stream. Have a good week and see you soon. Bye-bye.